Yes, 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 we are live. Welcome to show 355. That's mad, right? 355. Today we're going to be talking about um, something that is really, really important. Really important, I think. Um, <clears throat> and that's the idea of suicidal thoughts. Now, I don't want it to be like um, a depressive thing. I just want it to be an awareness thing. Um, I want it to be something that we think about, something that we talk about, something that we're open about, um, because I think we need to be. I think we need to get out of our systems rather than keeping it within our minds a lot of the time. I'm going to share a couple of experiences that I've, uh, I had last year, facing a little bit of hardship uh, last year, and uh, I think this is probably the first time I've really opened up massively about it. I did a little bit to uh, clients of mine, um, but let's get into it. Welcome to the Rise to Thrive show. I am your host, James Borman, and if you are coming back, then please do let me know by hitting the love heart button at least 1,034 times, and then commenting in the box. Now, this will be toughy if you're prepared to do it. Do you ever have suicidal thoughts, but don't necessarily think that you're going to go through with them? Okay. Um, so... 2021 was um, like, a, like a really tough year mentally, right? Massively tough year, 2021. Um, and, um, and it was really, really difficult to sort of grasp everything that was happening because life was moving at a million miles an hour. Um, so we moved into our new house, brand new house that we've been, I've been working seven years for. Um, and at the same time, two months later, we had Darcy. So there was quite a lot going on in terms of um, in terms of life, shall we say. There was also a lot going on with the business. And uh, the points that I'm going to go through now, a lot of these things were some of the reasons that I've highlighted um, that stand out, that created an awful lot of suicidal thoughts um, but with never any intention of following them through. Like I would really go into a visual, um, a visual thought process of like taking my own life, like going into the garage and wrapping a rope around the ba the bars or on the top of the garage, and like you know, doing something ridiculous, um, like taking a ton of pills or just ending it. And there's a couple of reasons here. I want to go through this structure with you about some of the reasons I was going through, through it. Um, the closest I came to this, and I actually was going to follow through with it, is in 2012. I think a lot of people know my story, so to speak. But in 2012, I kind of got to the point where I had left the military. I had lost myself completely and utterly, like utterly, utterly lost myself. Had was very, 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 very um, low, no idea, and uh, got very, very close. I was like literally minutes away from, from, from following through with all of these pills and this bottle of whiskey and, and, and that being it, right? Um, and that's the only time, and, I, and I've promised myself I would never do that again, but you can't help the thoughts that come into your head when you're under pressure. So listen, here's a couple of scenarios. Um, so um, I felt like I was backed up against a brick wall and I couldn't breathe. So when we moved home, it should have been a really exciting time. Um, and I remember sharing that success of getting that house, but with a bigger house comes bigger responsibility, right? My partner is heavily pregnant, so it was only me working, um, and it's me trying to build a business. And 
building a business is, is a very, very tough thing in itself. And I felt quite a lot of the times that my back was right up against the wall, okay? Right up against the wall. And I felt so pressured by myself and everything that was happening around me that I, I just felt like I couldn't breathe. I just felt like I didn't know where to go. And the only option, and I used to think to myself, oh, the only option, what if I just take my own life? That it, it was it, To me, it was like, oh, this is my way out. Which was like, when I say it out loud there, is is crazy because think of everything else that I would have left, right? So a little, it, it, it's, quite, it's quite an eye-opener when we say it, right? When we say these things. <coughs> so the change of circumstances, I'm not sure I coped very well with um, the change of circumstances, paying more in a mortgage. And this is before all of the like war in U Ukraine kicked off. So, like, I, I even though I conditioned myself to pay a bigger mortgage, even though I've been paying a bigger mortgage mortgage for six months, the thought that we was in there, I had this ultimate fear that we were going to lose the house. I had this overwhelming fear that it was all going to come crashing down around me. And actually what I realized is a lot of that stemmed from when my dad died. It was just that fear of the next bad thing happening. And that next bad thing happening was my family having to move out of this home to, to then, I don't know, be in trouble somewhere. So I couldn't cope necessarily with those change of circumstances. I didn't transfer well. I didn't adapt well. And again, that piled on the pressure. So, so far, I wasn't coping well with big changes, Darcy coming, more responsibility, more pressure, more stress, not being able to breathe, right? Um, in my head, the business was crashing down around me. It wasn't, but in my head, in my virtual reality, in my, in my mind, it wasn't where I wanted it to be, so it was crashing down around me. And th another thing that was emotion, that was that I just couldn't handle it. And at the time, the pressures and, and the fact that I thought my business wasn't going anywhere and the fact that there were external issues and there was problems and it was like all mounting up. So not only was I struggling to cope with being in a brand new house and those pressures, the brand new resp the responsibilities of a, of a fourth child and making sure that they were provided for, making sure that my wife was okay, making sure that the business was, was staying afloat, being the only breadwinner. That's like when you talk about it out loud, and this is the first time I really have, there was monumental weights of pressure on us, okay? Um, so in that circumstances, my, a lot of my go-to thoughts were, fuck, I just need to get out of this. Like, do you know what I mean? I just like, need to like, find a way out. And a lot of the times, those ways were going into these suicidal thoughts. Like, you know, I'm just gonna go and take my own life in the garage, just hang myself there and just, you know. But I never, again, at no point did I ever have those thoughts and think I'm actually going to go and do it. I used to visualize it. Okay. I used to visualize it. I used to like go into real detail and follow it through. And I was so deeply like lost, like in my head. Um, and I'm absolutely fine. Like I don't like, you don't need to like say, oh, I'm, I'm absolutely fine. Like I'm just being honest with you guys and being open so that you guys can have that, um, awareness of this. Cause I think it's a really important subject. Okay. Um, I felt like a huge letdown, thought everyone is better off without me, right? So at the time, as well as all of that pressure going on, um, I think that the thing is, is that 
in my head, I was letting everybody down because I was too stressed. I was too, I, I was letting down my clients. I was letting down my wife. I was letting down my kids. Lots and lots of things were different happening. And I was thinking, oh, if I, if I took my own life, then they would get payout, right? They would have, have no mortgage and then it would have a payout. And then like financially, they would be secure. And then obviously when I was working on myself, I was like, that's ridiculous because they would rather have a dad around than like the mortgage paid off. So again, I was putting myself under huge amounts of financial pressure, huge amounts of self-pressure, of trying to deliver, of trying to please everyone, of trying to be there for everyone. Again, it comes down to pressure, 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 being backed up against the wall. And again, a lot of the times, if you looked exter externally, um, you, you would never guess that. You know, you would never really fully know that. And you, it, it's all in here. It's all in my own head. A lot of this stuff actually wasn't necessarily there. It's just how I processed it and, and, and went through it, okay? Um, so I put here pressure on myself because of a perfect mentality. So I, I become a perfectionist uh, and that become a handicap to me. Um, and the daily hardship felt, uh, and, and through that daily hardship of being obsessed, of being a perfectionist, of trying to make sure that everything was perfect, again, just continued this pressure cycle over and over and over again. Um, <coughs> and all of these things that I was going through, whether it was work, whether it was personal, whether it was internal, I think it's very difficult to find a route out or, 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 or a way out or something that where you feel like it, you're struggling to, to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And when I look here at some of these things that were a direct result of the things that were happening where I knew things weren't right, is that I completely closed down. You guys would never have seen that, like ever, because that's what a lot of people do, right? They wear masks. So I used to wear a mask, a really good mask. And although I did not plan or have any thoughts about actually following through with the thoughts that I had, um, I literally closed down, like behind the scenes, the stress, the, the overwhelm, the depressant state, the anxiety, all of those things were building up. And as a result, I drank a lot more. I was drinking loads and um, and I wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't drinking to the point where I was drunk. I was just drinking consistently to deal and cope with it because alcohol is like that virtual reality, right? It kind of makes everything numb and takes you to a place where you think everything's good and you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I'll go again. And it, the whole year, it wasn't like this. You know, it was very much sporadic in 2020. This is all in 2021. And it was very, very much sporadic, you know. Um, the other thing is, is that I lost my dog as well. So in November last year, um, I lost one of the most important people in the world to me, uh, who was Digby. And for those that have followed me, <coughs> that was really the icing on the cake of what was a terrible year. I lost my companion in running, I lost my companion in life, I lost one of my best mates, and uh, you know, that is still a struggle today, and um, you know, I think there was always this comfort as well, if I committed suicide, I'd always be with, with him, and I, like, I never really committed it that much, but the thoughts I used to have, morning, um, there were often the thoughts I would have, and I can't really explain those thoughts. But being with Dippy was almost a comfort 
to wanting to take my own life or have those or follow through on those suicidal thoughts, which gladly I didn't do. Um, and one of the hardest things and one of the things that I regret the most is that I used to tell my wife, well, she wasn't my wife at the time, but I just didn't want to be here. And she did not know. She was so helpless. And like I didn't know how to explain that or get that across or be open with that or communicate that in the right way. She just saw me crumbling completely and utterly under the pressure. Um, monumental amounts of pressure. Um, and I didn't know what else to do. Right, you know, I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know how to how to vent it. Ironically, my mate who's sitting on the other side of this camera was like, um, was one of the people I spoke to the most about it. Um, so I think it was really, really important to, to, to explain and tell you some of those things, right? So here's some of the things that I guess prevented the jump from having those thoughts to jumping, to jumping into those things. Um, the bigger picture got me through. So a lot of the stuff that I teach my guys today are the things that got me through it. And I think that if I didn't have that skill set or that mentality, I, I question whether some of those thoughts wouldn't have turned into actions. But the bigger picture got me through. So when you take yourself out of that emotional state, of that state of pressure, of that state of overwhelm, and you come up for air, you look at that bigger picture and you think to yourself, man, you've built a business for nothing, absolutely nothing, from being no one to something and helping men in their lives. And, and, and even before that with the boot camp, when you think about your achievements and you actually think about what you've achieved, because we don't do that enough, right? When you look at the family state and you look at all of the kids that you have and how amazing they are and how amazing your partner is and the fact that you are right now in this moment winning like you look at the bigger picture and you think about who who would it affect if you were going to commit suicide who how would it destroy someone's life if they found you if you decided to hang yourself if you decided to, if you were if you were taking loads of pills and you were dead on the floor what happens if you're like my four-year-old daughter walked in on that that's her life destroyed that's all of their life destroyed they're always going to wonder and question why did I do that? Why was I not good enough for him to stay around? And when you think about it and you reverse, you reverse that thinking, you've got to ask yourself, do I want to really go through with this? Is this something that I really want to do? Or is it just a thought because it's an escapism from what's going on in my head right now? Okay. I hope that makes sense. Um... So I often thought about um, uh, the realization of like what was going through my head and um, often put it into perspective and put it into a reality check. Because often a lot of the times we have thoughts, there a lot of them are daydreams, the visions, the, the thought processes, and they can run wild, right? They can, you can go down this alleyway and it runs completely wild. And... Uh, it's putting some perspective and realization on those thoughts and actually saying, right, okay, what am I actually saying here in my head? What am I actually thinking? Like, I, I want to live forever. But, and yet, but my thought process is this. So I've got to bring myself back. And I did a lot of work on myself. I did a lot of work on my structure. I had a really good team around me. Um, but the one person, the one person that helped me more than anything was my, my wife now. Um, and she sat there and she listened and she coddled me when I would be crying or if I would be down and low. She would constantly always talk to me. And um, I think this is why it's so important when we talk about opening up. 
it's very difficult to know what to say to somebody but I think if we just can express exactly what is going on in our heads um, and maybe I think some of the ways that I communicated about just not wanting to be here um, I could have done that in a less straightforward straight talking type of way and been a little bit more sensitive at the time but we don't think that at the time right you just want you just want to express yourself and you just want to cry you just want to be vulnerable you just want to get it out in the open to be then be able to kind of accept what's going on in your head and then rebuild and and I think the whole of 2021 was a really important learning experience for me because it taught me a lot about pressure it taught me a lot about priorities it taught me a lot about my own mental well-being it taught me a lot about how good my resilience um, and coping mechanisms are that got me through staying committed to a vision staying committed to uh, a purpose having structure having routines having systems having morning routines to do my reflective work like all of these things contributed there were all one percent wins that kept me in line kept me in check you know and then these outbursts when I kind of lost it when I kind of slipped when I kind of dropped my guard when I became vulnerable and started having those thoughts my wife would always catch me you know talking to friends like my man on the other side of this camera and a couple of other people allowed me to process and one of the reasons I wanted to do this talk with you today is because I almost want to put 2021 to bed and I almost want to like be open with everybody about what I went through, what I'm going through, or, you know, this year has been the best year. Mentally, I've been uh, off the back of 21, I rebuilt myself, and this year, because of what happened in 21, because I recognised everything that was happened, because I rebuilt things, because I understood myself better, I put barriers in place, I put things in place, I put perspectives in place, and I still slip, I still put myself under pressure every now and then, but 2023, I want to work on that. And I haven't had one suicidal thought this year, not one. I haven't thought about getting to that place at all. To me, that's progress. But I would say always that if you have those thoughts, share them, like literally share them, put them out there, don't be afraid to. And anyone that doesn't want to listen to you, that you think should be listening to you, shouldn't be in your life in the first place. Okay, does that make sense? So I hope that me, by sharing this with you on this show, by me being open here, that it maybe put some perspective on suicide, suicidal thoughts, the things that you go through, the pressures we put ourselves under in life, the way that we see our lives and actually versus what it actually is. Um, and I think it's really important to take a lot away from this so that we really understand ourselves better. And this is the whole part of being a movement, right? The man coaching, dealing with vulnerability. It's, it's human nature to go through hard times, right? It's human nature to face hardship. But what we've got to try and do is make sure that we don't ignore it and bury our head in the sand. But we've got to make sure that we keep showing up every, every, every single day. Everybody feels the pressure more than ever these days. The pressure is monumental now more than it ever has been. And this is why we must lead ourselves so that we understand and can control our emotions and our mindset and our thoughts so we don't do something silly and leave the family behind or because they don't they, they would rather be i know that my wife would rather live in a one bedroom bedsit where five of us lived in there or six of us lived in there than have not have me around and that will be the same with you it will be a hundred percent the same with you your family would rather live in a community center 
and have you around than not. And, and, and do not forget the effects that it has on the people that you leave behind as well, because it does. And it's so important that you understand that because they would then question why wasn't I good enough? Okay, why, why am I not good enough for them to stick around? And you must be, you must stick around until it's naturally our time. When it's naturally our time, that's when we go. All right, guys, I hope that helps. Have an amazing day and weekend, and I'll catch you soon.